Hello, welcome to Carmelite Conversations. This is Francis Harry, your host. So often, you know, we read a book about a holy person and we grow in knowledge about them, which is very good. But my question is, do we grow in wisdom? What I mean is, what we're reading, does it form us? Does it help us to become better? So are we getting good formation? Are we applying what we're reading to our lives? You know, many people throughout the world have read the famous classic of Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection called Practicing the Presence of God. Brother Lawrence, also known as Nicholas Herman, was a lay brother in the Carmelite Monastery in Paris in the 1600s. He had a simple but very profound life, and we can grow in formation from learning about him, being formed into Christ by learning from his example on how to um, play out in our own lives some of the things that he is portrayed in his own life. Today, my guest, Tim Beat, a discast Carmelite secular, talks to us about Brother Lawrence and his wisdom for the workplace. Now, you might ask, what does a religious person in a monastery have to say to me about working in the secular world? Well, the answer is plenty. Brother Lawrence's main workplace was the kitchen. Now, we can all relate to that easily. How can we transform our mundane into something spiritual and life-giving? We must consider what our true purpose is and how we relate that to our actual lives. The virtues of obedience, detachment, and serenity of spirit are focused on in the life of Brother Lawrence and can help us in our lives too. And here to tell us more about that is Tim Beat and Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection's Advice for the Workplace. Today, I'd like to share some thoughts on what Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection can teach us about work. The primary source for my talk is the book, The Practice of the Presence of God by Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection, and it's published by ICS Publications. It's really a great translation. It also provides commentary you won't find in many other editions. A good place to begin is with the purpose of work and how the purpose of work impacts our greater purpose. The pastoral letter, Economic Justice for All, was published in 1986 by the U.S. Catholic bishops. The letter says, economic life is one of the chief areas where we live out our faith, love our neighbor, confront temptation, fulfill God's creative design, and achieve our holiness. Our economic activity in factory, field, office, or shop feeds our families or feeds our anxieties. It exercises our talents or wastes them. It raises our hopes or crushes them. It brings us into cooperation with others or sets us at odds. The road to holiness for most of us lies in our secular vocations. If you ask most people about the purpose of their work, few would say it was their road to holiness. But viewing your work as your road to holiness puts it in a very different light. It also begs the question, what do we mean by a road to holiness? To understand the meaning of work, we must first understand the meaning of life, of which work is only one element. Perhaps the most succinct answer to this question is from the old Baltimore Catechism, which asks, 
why did God make me? With the answer, God made me to know him, to love him, and to serve him in this world and to be happy with him forever in heaven. To know him, to love him, and to serve him. The purpose of life in this world and the next is union with God, to know, to love, to serve. And it is closely related to our Carmelite mission, to know God so that he may be known. It is only within this greater context that we can talk about work. How does our work unite us with God? The Catholic Catechism that came out in 1992, not the Baltimore Catechism, continues the theme of work being a road to holiness, a way to unite us with God. It says things such as, human work proceeds directly from persons created in the image of God and called to prolong the work of creation by subduing the earth both with and for one another. So the next time your boss asks you what you're doing, just tell her that you are prolonging the work of creation. Brother Lawrence of the Resurrection gives us some of the greatest insight into union with God through our work. Brother Lawrence's letters were compiled into a book called Practicing the Presence of God. Brother Lawrence lived in the 1600s in France. He served in the army and fought in the 30 years war, suffering a severe injury to his leg. At age 26, he entered the Carmelite order where he worked as a cook in the kitchen and also as a cobbler in the monastery. Brother Lawrence's vocation in the monastery was made up of prayer and manual labor. He wrote a lot about how his faith and his work became one. This is how Brother Lawrence was described. He was a cook who knew stress, the pressure of busy times, the discontent of consumers, ingratitude, monotonous tasks, fatigue, disorder that must be straightened out, and the endless stack of dishes. Sound familiar? Brother Lawrence wrote, from the moment I entered religious life, I considered God to be the goal and end of all my soul's thoughts and affections. In other words, union with God, our purpose for this life and the next, was the goal for Brother Lawrence. But how did he do it in his work? Here's how. When he worked, he saw his workplace, a kitchen, as holy, as a place to encounter God. He worked both out of obedience to his superiors in the Carmelite order and out of obedience to God. Brother Lawrence didn't choose to be a cook. The job was given to him. He didn't even like being a cook, but he still saw it as an avenue for union with God. The kitchen was his road to holiness. When Brother Lawrence began his work each day, he said, my God, since you are with me and since I must apply myself to these duties by your order, I beg you to give me the grace to remain with you and keep you company. Even better, my Lord, work with me, accept my efforts and take possession of all my affections. During his work day, he spoke to God, offering him his little services and asking him for his graces. At the end of his workday, Brother Lawrence examined his work. If he found good in it, he thanked God. If he noticed mistakes, he asked for forgiveness, but without getting discouraged. 
he simply redirected his mind and began again to abide with God as if he had never moved away from him. He got back up after his falls. It wasn't as if his work was separated from his faith at all. When we talk about work, we often talk about work-life balance. For Brother Lawrence, there was no need for balance. Brother Lawrence was always united with God. That is what he called the practice of the presence of God. Brother Lawrence said that this was the shortest and easiest way to arrive at Christian perfection. He was a simple man and said this path was open to everyone regardless of their vocation. When he carried out his duties as cook, even in the midst of his work, including the most distracting tasks, his mind was recollected in God. Although his tasks were often great and difficult, often doing by himself what would require two people, he never acted hurriedly. He gave each task the time called for, remaining calm, working neither too fast nor too slow, remaining in the same evenness of spirit and constant peace. Was this an easy process? No, it wasn't. Brother Lawrence wrote, I will admit that during the first 10 years, I suffered a great deal. The road to holiness is not a short road. But by devoting himself to God through prayer and his work, he eventually got to the point where he wrote, I feel neither concern nor doubt about my state, since I have no will other than the will of God. I keep myself in his presence by simple attentiveness and a general loving awareness of God that I call actual presence of God, or better, a quiet and secret conversation of the soul with God that is lasting. It's easy for us to think, well, my job's different. Brother Lawrence didn't have the same stress that I do at work. Perhaps not, but he had more stress than you might think. For example, one of his jobs was to buy wine for the community. He had a bad leg, but had to travel on a three-week journey to purchase wine. It was a 500-mile round trip. How did he view this work? Brother Lawrence said, we must ask very straightforwardly with God and speak to him freely, asking him for help in events as they happen. He was asked to go to Burgundy to get the wine supply for his community. It was a painful task for him. Not only did he lack skill in business matters, but his leg was crippled and he could only get about the boat by dragging himself over the barrels. Yet he didn't worry about it. He told God it was his problem. And he usually discovered that all was accomplished and done well. He could not explain how his work was successful since he was not the one who accomplished it. I love the fact that he told God it was his problem. What a, what a beautiful view. The same was true of the kitchen, to which he had the strongest natural aversion. He hated the kitchen. But he got used to doing everything for the love of God, asking him at every opportunity for the grace to do his work. He was able to carry it out with great ease for the 15 years he was in charge of the kitchen. How do we find union with God to begin to act as Brother Lawrence described? How do we feed our families instead of our anxieties? How do we best exercise our talents instead of waste them? How do we raise hope instead of crushing it? There is one primary way. That way is detachment. Certainly we want to be detached from material things, 
but we also want to be detached in our prayer. I don't mean that we shouldn't pray, but rather that when we pray, we should detach from the things we want God to give us. If there's one thing I've learned about myself, it's that I do not know what is best for me. If God gave me the things that I prayed for, it would often not be in my best interest. Detachment in prayer means that we seek only what God wants. We also want to find detachment in our work. Work often includes obstacles such as power, position, and pride. Each of us certainly wants work that is fulfilling, work that we enjoy, work that makes the best use of our gifts, and those are not bad things. But those are things that can make it more difficult for us to detach from our work as Brother Lawrence did. Let me give you an example of a Carmelite friar who struggled with detachment in his work. In the back of the collected works of St. Teresa of Avila is a wonderful short biography about Ambrosio Mariano di San Benito. He lived from 1510 to 1594. He was born in Italy and descended from a noble family. He was gifted with great intelligence. When he was young, he dedicated himself to intense study, receiving a doctorate in both theology and canon law, and he took part in the Council of Trent. The King of Spain heard about his extraordinary knowledge in geometry and hydraulics and hired Mariano for an engineering project to make a local river more navigable. Mariano felt God's call and decided to renounce the world and withdrew into solitude with a group of hermits. He lived with them for eight years. He was then again called by the king to direct the construction of a large irrigation canal. After finishing the project, Mariano went to Madrid and met St. Teresa of Avila. It was an important meeting for him. Teresa invited him to join her and he agreed and became a Carmelite friar. But he could never detach himself from engineering. As one writer put it, he preferred construction to hearing confessions. He assisted in creating a monastery of Descalce Carmelite friars, but he got caught up in the project and made a passageway so that they could walk underground out of the weather with openings for light at intervals. The project used all the funds that had been raised to build the monastery, and in the end, the extensive underground digging weakened the foundation of the monastery, and it collapsed. What an interesting story about a Carmelite friar who was an engineer. Even while he was a friar, his attachment to his work became a downfall. Perhaps Brother Lawrence was actually blessed by a job that he didn't enjoy quite as much because it helped him avoid from becoming attached to it. Let me close by reading from the practice of the presence of God. For me, this passage summarizes Brother Lawrence's advice very well, both for our work, but also for our work in prayer. This is what it says. During our work and other activities, even during our reading and writing, no matter how spiritual, and I emphasize even during our religious exercises and vocal prayers, we must stop for a moment, as often as possible, to adore God in the depths of our hearts, to savor him, and even though in passing and stealthily. Since you are aware that God is present to you during your actions, that he is in the depths and center of your heart, Stop your activities and even your vocal prayers, at least from time to time, to adore him within, to praise him, to ask his help, 
to offer him your heart and to thank him. Nothing is more pleasing to God than to turn away from all creatures many times throughout the day to withdraw and adore him present within. Thank you and may God always bless you in your work, no matter what your work may be.